All right, boys. Welcome back to Cannon Conversations. We're back. We have the fan favourite, Matthew Cannon, has returned. How does it feel to be back, mate? Good to be back. Good to be back. Have you got any message for your fans off the bat? All they need to know is relax, I'm back. All they need to know is relax, I'm back. As you sit there eating your dessert. Yeah. Yeah, your three-day-old dessert from Christmas. Well, it's good, it's good to have you back. We've, mi- we've missed you here. All right, I don't know, have we? The podcast has been flying without you. He's talking about me all. He's talking about me all the time. I've been listening to him a bit. He's talking about me far too much lately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Especially Scotty. Especially Scotty. How many? What have you missed? Like the last two or three, maybe. Like three, maybe. Three. Fair enough. Well, we'll we'll, we'll have you on over the festive period while while the whole country is on lockdown again. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to try and bottle the equipment to do it in person. But obviously, with the lockdown, we're not going to be able to do it. So, it is what it is. Um, just, just wanted to confirm that the bet with myself and Jason Grant is official. Twenty pounds for I've bet Leeds to finish higher than Arsenal. He's bet Arsenal to finish higher than Leeds. Oof. It's that's a good bet. I think that's going to be a decent. Uh, that could be a decent wee thing to keep an eye on. You'll be close now. I was I was worried for Jason a couple of weeks ago, but. Arsenal might have turned a corner here. I'm, I'm, I, I think Jason might be taking, Jason might be cashing in on that one. I know. I was confident a couple of weeks ago, but I think he needs, he needs leads to like, like to really like actually do quite bad, which I don't think they're gonna do. And he, and he needs Arsenal to do quite well, and then he'll win the bet. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That'll so, be interesting, though. Well, That's quite decent. Well, we're gonna, we'll get, we'll get into it. We'll talk about leads. Matthew, you've been off for three weeks, and that's the first point you come back with. I know, shambolic, <laughs> shambolic. But um, we'll get we'll we'll talk about Leeds and we'll talk about Arsenal loads. Um, what I wanted to talk about this week, we kind of discussed it was have the main the main subject be like st- style of play, um, because there's been a lot of talk recently, particularly on Leeds, who we'll start with about how they play and you know should they change it for certain games and and do they need to adapt as the longer they stay in the Premier League? You've had you've got Sam Allardyce back at West Brom, who it was always going to happen, was getting a point at Anfield yesterday. Always is going to happen. Big Sam, mate. Absolutely loves it. Um, do you know what I saw yesterday? Sam Allardyce has now won more points at Anfield, five in total, since April 2017 than all the big six teams combined. They've only got four points. Oh, wonder, mate. I mean, fucking hell. But um, let's, uh, let, let, let's start with Leeds. For this, because I think they're probably the 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 main one of of the topic of discussion for everyone with how they play. Scott, you, you've been a, you've been a big fan of Leeds. Hmm. You've you've got some you've got some notes on them for tonight. Uh, what 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 do you think about how they've been so far this season, and, and do you think that <clears throat> they need to do anything to change or adapt? Do you think they'll be okay? What's your thoughts? The reason I wanted to speak about them was watching the United game where they got beat six two. They were 2-0 down after, what, two minutes? Never in the game. And then Gary Neville, afterwards, is praising. He goes, I really need to praise both managers. I love the way they've played this game of football. Both managers deserve so much credit. And then initially, I just thought, what? they just got pumped 6-2 and were never in the football game. Why is he getting any credit at all? If that was any other team or manager, I think they'd be getting absolutely slated. But your team's been beat 6-2 and absolutely mm-hmm. battered 6-2. Why are they, why is he getting so much praise? And that's why I wanted to bring up Leeds, basically. Yeah, it's it's uh, 
that was one of the main things I thought right. about too when, when Neville said that. It was quite interesting because I... Imagine Arteta went to Man United and got beat 6-2. Yeah. For, for play, for like for literally playing open and getting yeah. after it. And Leeds, Leeds are obviously really entertaining, Matthew, and, and they're great to watch. Anytime Leeds are on the TV, I'm trying to make sure I tune in because it's good to watch. But from what Scott has just said there too, you know, let's take the Man United game, for example. They've gone and they've been pumped 6-2 against Man United. Man United probably literally the perfect style of team to play against how Leeds play. And like Scotty said, uh, he, he got a lot of praise for it. Yeah, I think, see if, imagine here, imagine if Leeds win a relegation battle right now. Mm. How different would it be? How different would it be if Leeds were sitting like in the bottom three? Well, they're, 12th, they're 12th on 20 points. They're only one win away from going top 10 as well. Yeah, but how far away is that from the bottom and three? They're nine, nine above relegation. Nine above relegation. Nine against, so yeah, three to effectively three it's, games. It's, it's if they can keep up for the whole season. Look, like fair play, um, watching them is honestly class. Like, even when like Leeds were playing Burnley, I was like, I'm going to watch it because Leeds are playing. Um, but fair play to them, absolutely going for it. But I think like, I'm all right with it though because like I feel like they've got a plan they've absolutely stuck with it. There's also, they've also bought players and they've got players that can do that. Like You look at like Bamford, Rafinha, Click, Phillips, these guys, even that Harrison and that, like just pace and they're so direct. They've got players that do it and they've bought players that can do it. So like I, I honestly think like fair play to them. They're sticking with a plan. Bielsa's not going to change, by the way. There's no chance he's going to change. But that begs the question, what if towards the end of the season, they're sitting in a relegation battle? When they go 1-0 up, do they then slightly need to sit and go defensive? Well, or, this or do they go defensive from the off? Because they conceded two goals within two minutes against United. And you've effectively not far off lost the game. Mm. But I've been doing a lot of thinking since that United game. And have you? We, we, they're scoring enough goals to stay up. I <laughs> know, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but, so, right now, at this point of the season, Leeds have scored 25, West Brom have scored 11, but they've both conceded 30 goals. It's, like, it's interesting, Greg. I mean, Matthew makes a good point. They definitely have the players to do what they're, to do what they're doing, and they have had it, because he also has been there for a few years, and um, that's the way they played. But, I mean... Do if they're in a relegation, put it this way, right, Greg? I'll ask you if would you rather, if you're a Leeds fan, would you rather play like Leeds are playing right now and get relegated or do what Sam Allardyce is going to do at West Brom and stay up? I'd rather stay up, okay, even though it's maybe not like the most entertainment. I think like you could go down and doing what Leeds are doing and then like look at Leeds this is the first time they've been in the league for what 15 years you could go down and just it could be that long again before you're back up in the top flight like I think you've got a I'm like I know I know it's all like so money oriented as well but you want to like there's so much money in it now for like clubs and chairmen and that that's why they sack folk because and get a guy like Allardyce in because although he's maybe not the most entertaining guy to watch. He's actually proven himself at being able to just keep clubs up. Mm. And that's what a chairman wants when they're getting that money in. Fair enough, maybe slightly different for a fan, but and this year slightly different. But if you're a if you're a fan of one of these clubs that goes up and down, up and down, 
surely you're, you'd rather go to like an away day at Old Trafford, Stamford Bridge, Anfield, the Emirates, than travelling to like, not to call anyone out, like Preston North End away on mm. like a Saturday morning. Like what, what are you more buzzing about that day? Going and, going and knowing that you might beat Preston 2-0? or knowing that you might go and scrape a point at Anfield, you'd surely be more buzzing to go and watch your team at Anfield. Yeah, it's... Is there uh, any West Brom fan watching that yesterday buzzing? Well, I think they will. Yeah, after 90 minutes, but that first half, they've got to be thinking, wow. Who cares? It worked. It worked, right? And at the end of the day, as this is going to be called, it is a results business, and they got a point at Anfield and fully deserved it. And it's new. And of course, West Brom fans are going to be buzzing and they're going to be happy with it. And I was saying this to Matthew, like, I'm not against Sam Allardyce coming in and doing that for West Brom and keeping them up for all the things you just said, Greg. Money, the games you get to go to, the grounds you get to play at. Like, I, I get it. But, and, it's, and it's, it, is, it is a short-term fix. I just, playing like that long-term, every time clubs come up and try and do that, they always end up going down after a, a couple of years. Always. Yeah. Yeah. But surely, but surely, if you're asking them to then to try and open up in the Premier League, it's just going to be even worse. Yeah, Leeds are opening up in the Premier League, and they looks like they're going to have enough points to stay up, and they will win enough games. All right, I think Brom win enough games. They yeah, might get a lot of draws too, because the quality in Leeds' players, I'm going to come out and say, is considerably higher than the quality in West Brom's players. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Leeds, the the Leeds situation is rare. Like. But did they a few years ago have that quality? Because Bielsa has been there for what a few years now. He's yeah, but they've recruited well. Obviously, obviously, they didn't have that quality when they didn't come yeah. up on that Leeds documentary and that. But they were still a good football team, and yeah. then they recruited well and now came up. But they they have the ability to play and play like that because that's what Bielsa's one he's recruited well, and two the players that he's re- recruited have bought into his system. But if you got like, if you told Sam Allardyce and West Brom to turn up to Anfield and try and open up and play yesterday, or or if West Brom were to go to United or West Brom were to go to Chelsea, the or even Villa, Villa would just pick them off because they've got guys like Grealish and that that are just going to run through them. Like that's why Sam Allardyce needs to go with that game plan because he's not got the quality to open up and play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that kind of t- like di- like this is why I wanted to have this discussion because the debate's a little bit deeper than oh well you can either just open up or you can sit in. Mm. It depends on so many factors, like you've just said. It depends on the players that you've got, the players that you recruited. How long has your manager been there for? What's the philosophy of the club been for the last two to five years? Right. So there's and there, I think the first season you come up to the Premier League and Matthew, you're spot on. I think Leeds is a very rare case because you have a manager who is talked about in world football as being a great manager, right? Like Pep learned off him, Klopp admires him, all the top managers admire him. And he's, had, he's gone an interesting way about his career, which I think is kind of cool because it sounds like if he wanted to, you know, he could have managed a big club in England at any point in his time. But, you know, they, they've, they've stuck with his philosophy and, and that's the players that they have. And I think that's what you get when you stick with the philosophy. And West Brom's job this season is just to stay up. So as much as it was absolutely dreadful to watch yesterday, certainly as a Liverpool fan, like you say, West Brom fans will be buzzing. I think ultimately, I mean, Sam Allardyce hasn't got relegated, has he? When he's played like that. Uh, I don't think he has. I think he said yesterday. So, that, 
to, to relate to your point as well, which Scott first made as well, that's probably why Bielsa does get away with it slightly more because he's quite a, a well-thought-of manager. Mm. So he does get a lot of praise by pundits like Gary Neville and blah, blah, blah. But surely if anyone deserves, if you were to pick him and Dean Smith so far this season, Dean Smith deserves way more oh, praise than what Bielsa does. But Bielsa is the one that's getting more of the praise. Because he yeah. plays this beautiful, attractive football. But. Yeah, I think, I think like, you know, if, if Leeds all of a sudden just like started to, you know, turn around and, and we're in a relegation fight battle and had to dig in and, you know, get results in that way, it would be interesting to see how they coped because they're just, they're not used to it. I think that the way they get training is to work hard and press hard off the ball. Um, so that might come in an advantage for them, Matthew. Because, they, because they did that yesterday that, a lot differently against Burnley, didn't they? They dug in. It wasn't a proper Leeds performance, but they got that 1-0 win. They did. I just think you're even seeing at the top end too, especially this season, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's about when you're not on your best, sometimes you just have to grind out results. And you can't always go and be massively open. And Leeds, I think Bielsa will, will know that they're going to have some 6-2 smashings this season against the big teams away from home. Yeah. And maybe even at home. I think, and I think he accepts it and he's going to stick with it and that's his way of doing things and, and that's it. Like, like it, like yeah. it or leave it, that's what we're that's doing. A great point, Joshua. It takes you to the point of... So, yeah, it's when Leeds play... When you come up from the championship, I don't think you get judged. You don't win. You don't stay up by beating Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea. You stay up by taking points off the teams around you, I would say. No? Mm. Yeah. And then that's what yeah. Leeds will find a way to do that. They are beating the other teams. And that, that, that's what will keep them up, I think. So, and then that came to the point where against Man United, they, they're not expected to take any points from Man United. They might as well go and play and try and see what happens because they've got enough quality to beat United. As it turns out, that last game, they got picked apart and got beat 6-2. Mm. But they gave Liverpool a game, first game of the season, came out and tried <laughs> to play. Let, sorry, Scott. Let's say if Leeds go into relegation battle, though, right, and Leeds struggle, are you going to look back at these games, United game, uh, even the Liverpool game, these games where they went at the big teams and didn't get any points, are you going to look at that and be like, that's why you're sitting there? That's, that's what, or I just think they'll, they've got enough quality to beat the teams around about them and they'll win enough games playing the way they play. I mean, yeah, a few times, but I think they'll pick up enough points elsewhere. Whereas I don't see West Brom going on a winning three, four games in a row or whatever. This is, this is, this is where I struggle with it because I get it from a coaching point of view and staying up in the league. And all that. If you take your your scenario, for example, Matthew, and obviously fans haven't been allowed to be in the stadium this season, so it's a little bit different than at home watching on TV. But would you not rather, as a Leeds fan, go to Anfield and the Etihad and that and play that way and have a gate a 4-3 game? Do you know what I mean? Would you not rather that? Would you not rather draw 1-1 and come away with a point? I, but see, I'd, I mean, well, of course you would rather come away with a point, but yeah. I mean, at the yeah, end of the it's, if you get the results, a different do you, take, do you take more encouragement from getting beat 4-3 against Liverpool in the first game of the season and trying to play and win the game? Or do you get more encouragement from sitting back, being ugly football and getting a point? What gives you more confidence? First yeah. game of the season would be the 4-3. But yeah. when, you're, when you're into the nitty-gritty of the year, like, like West Brom in the last few weeks, they were looking at how hard their fixtures were going to be. I think we mentioned at one point, And they've picked up draws against City and Liverpool. Mm. If they stay up by two points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matthew. I think with your point, like, I get what you're saying, but I think after a while and you're sitting at the bottom of the league or you're struggling, 
at some point you're going to be like, right, we need to start getting points here. But we keep saying if though, don't we? Whereas, whereas Leeds right now are sitting 12, one way away off going up top 10. If, so if, it, if anyone that sees this as a Leeds fan, message message us and comment on this because I'd like to know what your thoughts are. What Because I remember last season when Norwich went down, comfortably went down, played open football, got dicked, but there was a lot of positivity from Norwich fans that were like... Yeah, but I, I disagree, though, because I see Leeds' uh, style and approach to Norwich's style and approach. I, think they're com- I actually think they're completely different. Agreed. Agreed. And, and again, that's why it goes deeper on the point is if you watch Leeds on the ball, yes, they are open and offensive, but off the ball, they are very, very, very well drilled defensively, but just on a more front foot manner, right? And if you take the Aston Villa game just there against Chelsea. You said it before we, before we hit record on this. Villa this season have, don't play like, you don't play open expansive football like Man City and Liverpool and even Leeds do, but even when they defend, they're trying to defend and be on the front foot when they win the ball. And again, they have, their squad is completely different to West Brom's, but they have, they have the players to be able to go and do that. But I mean, look at where Villa are doing right now. They're flying. They've got great momentum. You know what I mean? Right, that's because that's they went from a back three to a back four, mate, honestly. <laughs> I hate... Can I, stand the back I, three? I hate a three-five-two, mate. I hate a three at the back, whatever it is. They've got a really good balance, though. Like, they've got a class balance. and Well, they've given Grealish a few roll behind the striker, which I think he's best there. I Like, you know how last, last season he played like, out as kind of like a left winger, per se, but obviously tucked mm. inside? I think he's better playing behind two centre defensive midfielders in Louise and McGinn. And he just has a free role. Like he can pop out to the right wing, he can pop out to the left, he can he can run in behind Watkins. Like I think what they're doing with Grealish is like really, really clever. I think that's a lot of the reason why they're doing well. But they've also got a class back four, like but they've got Cash, a free role because they're so good defensively now. They've tightened up yeah. hundred percent. Like Louise and McGinn in there are the perfect people to have behind Jack Grealish. I'm a big that. fan of Watkins as well. I know he's not scoring a lot of goals, but I watch him. I'm like, I think he brings so much to the team. He looks sharp as anything every week. Mm. And then I just think, like, I think that just from them going from a back three to a back four, I think is huge. And then also having um, Ming's concert and then Cash, by the way, is a great signing. Greg, you know how I've been talking about him? You see his assist tonight? Uh, I didn't see it, to be fair. Oh, man, I've been talking about the whole time. I'm not even putting him in. He started breaking in points in fantasy. That's the first time I've heard you say his name. <laughs> no, you you're think, a liar, mate. Do you Looks think up, then if, if Grealish goes somewhere else in the summer, do you think they'll be straight back into a relegation battle? No, I think... I don't know. I think it depends what they do with that cash, though. They need to spend well. Like, I think, like, Southampton is an example. And, like, they lose all these big... They lose all these players, but they seem to spend it wisely. And they seem to replace right. well. I think they need to do that with Grealish. But he's going to be really hard to replace. He's also, like, Mr. Aston Villa, right? But... Yeah. I, I think he's, he's been fantastic this season. What he needed to do was start to impact games more. And he's, he's impacting every single game. I mean, we said it again before it started. All right, last few games, he's not got maybe a couple of assists or a goal. But everything in that Aston Villa team goes through him. And, it, and the way he runs around, like... Yeah, he, he wants to be there. I mean, he's enjoying himself, isn't he? You can see in the way he plays. Yeah, I want to say, by the way, I also think, though, I don't think we should get too carried away this season with teams like, uh, yeah. let's use Leeds and Villa, for example. I think with the whole situation that's going on, I think it suits teams like that with the whole no-fan situation for a start. It definitely suits the underdog. 
I Leeds, I would say Leeds is an exception to that because Ellen Road's supposed to be like, unbelievable. So is, so is Villa Park, then. Yeah. Well, Matthew, to to back up your point there, unbelievable. Right now, Leeds are currently six points off the top with a game in hand. Uh, sorry, Aston Villa. Sorry, are currently six points off first place with a game in hand. <coughs> I mean, well, it's mental. It's that's mental already. And and. You know what really impressed me tonight about Dean Smith? He said it before the game. He said it after the game. Because he didn't really do a lot of rotation. And he said he looked his players in the eye and just were like, can you play or can you not? And they all said, you can. And, there's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit off topic. But I think another thing in modern day football is, I think this whole rest thing gets a little bit over, like, overanalyzed and overused. Like, he, he's, he said it twice tonight. He said, I've never known a football player to have to come off the pitch due to exhaustion. Yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, these days the game's uh, faster, the game's quicker, there's more chance for injuries, but I like that from I agree with him. If you look your players in the eye and you trust each other and you're like, can you play? And they say, yeah, get out there and fucking play. Uh, the be- the, even the best teams always kept, like throughout the season, obviously there'd be the odd injury, always kept the same 11, mate. Look at Liverpool last season. Everyone knew, keep her back four, midfield three, front three. Like it hardly ever changed. Even if you look back at like Ferguson's team, there was a odd change there. Mourinho's teams, all I remember is them just always having the same starting eleven. Like, and they just, they just seem to stay fit. So fair play to like I see with Lampard making loads of changes, but I think Lampard's in a stickier situation because he's got loads of like superstars on the bench, and I think he's kind of in a situation where he has to do that. Yeah, it's hard to keep all them happy if you bench if you bench Werner for a couple of games. That could upset the whole, the whole training yeah. game, couldn't it? It's, totally. e- it's, it's easier to keep someone from Aston Villa who's like on the brink of like mm. getting into starting 11 some like like that like um, something Murphy or something that came on for Villa like he's a boy that's came up to the youth system it's easy to let him know like like you're not like you're not going to play this game because I've got my starting 11 or that but with Lampard it's a little different it's like yeah I've spent 80 million on Havertz like I mean it's a busy period I'm meant to rotate my squad I'm going to play him and it kind of seems to like Disrupt the rhythm a little bit, but it's interesting. We'll uh, we'll we'll move we'll we'll move on to Chelsea next, but to finish on Leeds. So, I mean, long story short, um, you know, we said that you know they, they played a lot of games. They they play the way they play. They don't change it. I personally like it as a football fan. I think Leeds fans will like it. Um, I mean, what do you guys think? They do you think there's are they going to need to change a little bit, adapt a little bit, or are they? Are they just going to keep going the same way? I think we need to, there's no, not for a second. United. What's that, Scott? When they play a team like United, who are probably the best counter-attackers in the world, they need to be a little bit smarter. But I don't think they need to change their philosophy because they'll win enough games. But that's the thing, they're, never, they're not even going to be close to a relegation battle. So that's why I think it's quite hard to compare them to, I know they both came up, but that's why it's quite hard to compare them to West Brom because Leeds aren't going to be in and around there where West Brom obviously are. So yeah. it's probably not really a fair comparison, to be fair. Leeds have, Leeds have kind of almost come up in the same way, you know, obviously not in terms of the way they play, but in the same way as Wolves did, right? Like, Wolves came up and were, like, decent. Like, they recruited... Yeah. Wolves had, like, Ruben Neves and João Matinho playing for them in the fucking championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and Leeds have done the same thing. Like, the squad, the squad's more than good enough to, to stay up in the league in the first season. They play a good, attractive football. The manager's well-known. Like, Leeds... Leeds, Leeds are a team to watch out for in the next few years if they, obviously, if they get things right. Um, before we move on from Leeds, I, uh, 
I don't know if I've said it on here, but I've said it to you guys privately. I was like, I don't, I don't rate Patty Bamford. I think they need to get someone else in. I think they need, they need, they need more goals. He scored ten goals this season. He's on double figures already. So I'll oh, hold my hands up. I'll hold well. my hands up and say, fast, he's fast. I'm wrong. He's the first English player to score ten goals in a season since Robbie Fowler. No other English player has got ten goals in a season since Robbie Fowler. Is, uh, is it just yeah. me that thinks he's really good? Huh? For, Leeds, for Leeds, that is good. What's that? For Leeds, yeah. For Leeds, sorry. Yeah, yeah. for Leeds, I was going to say. Yeah, not in the league. Yeah, yeah. First English player to do it, uh, Central Fowler for Leeds, my bad. I didn't add that part there. Does, do you not think he's just a goal? I think he's just a goal scorer. No, I don't, because he misses so many. He scores the hard ones and misses the easy ones. Right. That's, surely not your, that's surely not your definition of a goal scorer, someone that misses the easy chances and then absolute stanches one from 25 yards head to the box. I don't know. I'm not convinced. He's that. a he's a bloody nice bloke though and that'll take him a long way. He does seem like a nice bloke. I nice bloke, yeah. Can I, can I also say, but, but, oh no, actually, we'll, we'll move on to them but I was going to say Jack Grealish's legs are absolutely massive. He's got <laughs> three trunks of legs. I was watching him tonight. Fucking huge. Um, Questionable comment. Yeah. Right. Can you Listen, edit that bit out? Good, yeah. good, look, good looking lads. Good looking lads. Um, you boys mentioned Chelsea, so um, and and you mentioned Matthew about the, the the rotation and and you know I think this still comes under the, the same discussion of, of how they play. Chelsea have used the most players this season. They've used twenty seven players. Tonight was their eighth different choice of a front three, so they've changed their front three like who started eight different times in the season. Um, in terms of having like a style of play and doing what you want to do, and we just talked about playing the same players each week. It definitely has, you know, a big impact on your team learning it and doing well. Um, and we've said this before, Lampard's bought a lot of players and he still doesn't know what to do, does he? That doesn't know starting 11 either. No, he, he found the starting 11 for a few games, but then also Zayat getting injured and stuff didn't help. But he, did, he had found the team, but then totally lost it. And now he's just changed so many people. I think it's no what to do with Drew and Abraham. Wait. It's hard to leave out big names. Mm. It's, really, it's really hard to leave out big names. They're they're currently um I had so I had this down before the game. They I had them down. They are currently sixth place on twenty six points. They played an extra game than Liverpool, an extra game than Everton. So seven there's seven points for there's six points off the top, but Liverpool have a game in hand to play. Um yeah, I think I think Lampard might have too many big names that he feel like he has to play, and one of them is Timo Werner, and he persisted with him, which I would do too as a manager coming into a new league. But um, Werner's not really hit the ground running either, has he? I'm going to make a point which could be absolute bollocks, but it can get edited out. So Lampard's got a team of big individuals, big personalities, really good footballers who've played at the highest level before, played under different managers, different systems, different teams. But you take someone like Bielsa, who takes over quite a young Leeds team. There's not many egos, not many big personalities. You can drill them in. This is my philosophy. This is how you're playing, how I want you to play. They'll buy into that. But say you get somebody like Havertz, who's a really good player, and Lampard's like, this is the way we're playing. If he doesn't agree with that, because he knows that that's not going to make him the best possible player, it's harder to get them all on board, no? Or it's the same with Werner. If he doesn't like the style Lampard's playing, because he's not going to score as many goals, he's not going to buy into that philosophy, no? Yeah, but Chelsea aren't just going to start playing the youth side just so that Lampard can drill a philosophy. No, but I think that's that's his, that's the thing he's the tough thing he's got. He's got so many good players but to find a system to fit them all. 
these players should buy into philosophy though if yeah. they're if they're that good mm-hmm. i think well, like being a big ego shouldn't shouldn't stop you buying into your manager's philosophy because then you're just not worth the money that people are spending on you are they that, I mean, I, I, potentially that may be what's happening at Chelsea and, if, and then if they get dropped then they stop they don't play for that manager they stop believing in them I don't know it's I, 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 I've always thought this and when they bought all the players I thought you got good players but I want to see how it works out I, I, I've always thought this and you think of you think of um, you know all the, all the good teams that have won league titles and, and everything and they don't they might have players that turn into big names right but you're right, Scott. They don't have that that many, especially coming in at one time. Like Timo Werner was a well sought after striker in Europe, right? Aubrey Leipzig, everyone knew who he was. Kai Havertz was a highly rated player in the Bundesliga. Again, a lot of people were after him. Chelsea paid a lot of money for him. Ben Chilwell, well sought after left back over the last few years, big player. Um, who else have they brought in this season that I'm missing? Zayek. Zayek, big player again at Ajax throughout Europe. Um, you know the new the keepers come in. It's new. There, there's there's a lot of new things there. But Thiago Silva. I think when you like Real Madrid used to try and do it to a bigger scale, right? They had the Galacticos. Just mm. I don't think it, I don't think it works when you try and bring in that that many big names, Matthew. And I think say Chelsea going so after they got beat, they got absolutely gubbed off Arsenal. If you've got so many big personalities and big names, they're not going to be happy with that result, and they're going to get like intensified. They don't want to be getting beat. I mean, what, what, do you, what do you think, Matthew? What do you think? I don't know. Like, I think it's quite early to jump on that bandwagon. It's only been like half a season. Yeah. yeah. I do get a slight vibe that that is the case. And I just think it makes it difficult for Lampard like, to, know his, to know his 11. Like, he's got no idea what it is. Like, Abraham Drew doesn't know. He doesn't know. And you can't like, keep playing Werner, can you? If he keeps missing those chances. And when you talk about style, when we talk about, you know, style of play, right? I mean, when you're changing your team every week, you can't get, you can't get a system of a style of play down because the types of players are changing. hudson Adoy is a different winger than Timo Werner is. Do you know what I mean? Giroud's a different center forward than Tammy Abraham is. His midfield reach out, Jorginho's different to Kante and to Kovacic and Havertz is different than all of them. Like, you've got so many different types of players in there. It just seems so difficult to be able to nail down like a whatever the buzzwords are these days, philosophy, whatever you want to call it. And, and he's obviously he's very new to management too. And I've I've publicly backed him on this. I've said it privately. I think he's got a little something about him, not just because he was a class player. I think that helped. But when I hear him talk, I think he's good. But you can see him on the sideline tonight. He's going through a bit of a tough time. Yeah, I I, I think he is a little bit as well. And. It's a bit of a concern. The Arsenal game to me is a bit of a concern. Mm-hmm. Just the, like, the lack of work rate and all that. Like, I think that's a little bit of a. It could be a little bit of a crack, but I don't know. I don't want to get. I don't, it's one bad result. It happens. I agree everywhere. with you, Josh. But if, if Lampard can't find that starting eleven, he can't implement his own style. No. If you keep chopping and changing, it's so different. They're on a poor run of form at the moment. Like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they have been a, a couple of bad injuries, but I mean that back four has totally changed again tonight. They picked up four that, points in the last five games. Um, I like. I slightly understand the whole like, because he's got so many switching his front three, someone in midfield, and that. I thought it was quite strange that he didn't play Tiago Silva, Zuma, and well, maybe not Reece James. He had a tough time. Yeah, Reece James was injured. Even your two centre backs, like surely if you're gonna keep any position, you gotta keep the same. It's gotta be 
Thiago Silva and Zuma to keep because they've been playing well together. I thought it was strange when I when I seen Rudiger and Christensen. I was like, I don't yeah. think Thiago can't play that many games in a row though, can he? I don't know. You can't. You're playing as a centre back. I think you can. I think of any position on the pitch, and you're Chelsea especially. <coughs> you're probably for the most part going to have a lot of the ball and be on the front foot. Like I don't, you're not doing that much running or like a running about. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think, what you said about Vardy today. Why does Vardy need rest? All he does is run like. Try and break the line like 10 times a game. I just think I get it. And I know there's sports science there and they've got all this proof of results with numbers. And it's the same same with stats, right? Like, yeah, they're there and they prove something to a point. But Jamie Vardy's, the career he's come, he's getting older, but the career he's come through of playing lower league football, non-league football, he's a, surely he's a type of guy that will just be like, I'll play through it. Surely, if, he, if he says that to Rodgers, there's no way he drops him. That's got to come from Vardy as well. If Vardy wants to play, he's surely playing. Leicester were four points off the top before the game today, right? So now that they drew, so now there's there's three points off the top. You're going for a title. You have to play Jamie Vardy. You have to play every game. You have to just gamble and take the risk. But, sorry, just back on Chelsea, I I just, I I don't think they can get style play down if they continue to rotate the players. It is the first season, so I agree. I'm not jumping on a bandwagon or anything like that, but, he he needs to try and find that as as soon as he can, and the quicker he finds his starting eleven, the more Chelsea can get down how they're going to start to look, and you'll you'll realise what a Frank Lampard Chelsea team actually looks like. Yeah. yeah. At the moment, he just he just doesn't have anything. Um, what about what about Timo Werner? And in, in his last ten games for Chelsea, he's, he's he's had twenty shots, eight big chances. No idea how that squawk will work that out, and he's not scored any goals. Uh, he's got four goals all season in the Prem. Um, for me personally, it doesn't look like he's playing in a way that I think suits him. It goes to the point of Chelsea's style of play, but what do you guys think? He looks... How low in confidence does he look? Like, at, like for a striker, even not to be scoring goals, I get it, your confidence goes low, but even when he gets the ball in that, like, he gives the ball away a lot. Like, he's just not... It's just super low in confidence and there's nothing worse when you're a footballer and you're low in confidence. Nothing worse. The, um, I, I just think his strength is like, his strength is playing off the shoulder, running in behind, being able to get at people for pace 1v1. And I just don't, I don't see him getting a lot of those opportunities playing with Chelsea. Yeah, right and they're getting played so wide the last few weeks as well. And yeah, he's, he's playing so wide. I'm like, mm. and I know he, 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 he can drift out there. Don't get me wrong. He can he's drift pace, out there damage, he? but... I just think that I just again going back to the style of play. I just I don't know, Greg. What do you think? I just don't think he's playing. He's low on confidence. Doesn't help. He. I think he needs a little bit of spell on the bench and just to get his head right and get back into it. But I just don't think he's getting played the way that would suit him. Suit I think it is the confidence thing because I was watching a game the other day and exactly as you say, him like running through on goals meant it'd be like his strength and he had a couple of chances of doing that and he's still kind of. To be honest, made a mess of them, so I think it must just be a confidence thing with him just now. And it, it will come back though. every striker at some point has gone through a rut. I definitely think it's, I think that's a good signing for Chelsea in the long run. I think he will do well for them. You have to remember, Chelsea are famous for the whole getting a striker and not working out. Yeah, true. But like, like obviously, Liverpool were in for him. And I like, if we had signed him and he came to Liverpool and had the same run of form, I still would have been confident it was a good, a good signing. So I think it will still work out for him. Yeah. yeah. I think I'll be too sad. No worries, mate. I think um but then I think, the like, thing with Chelsea was so yeah. 
he doesn't score for a few games. And then Giroud came out and said, if I don't start getting game time, I'm leaving. Mm. So all of a sudden, you've got him unhappy. You've got to play him. And then you've got Tam Abraham who's gone from being your starting striker. He's unhappy now. And if Timo Warner's not scoring goals, you need to get, you can't not keep playing him. You've got, got Hudson, two strikers sitting on the bench. Hudson-Odoi as well, right? Yeah. Like, didn't go to Bayern Munich. Oh, yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of people there. That a lot he needs of people to, to keep happy. He needs to make some tough decisions because this is, this is why you need, I'm sorry to use the Liverpool analogy, everybody, but this is why you need Divock Origi because, of course, he's not happy to sit on the bench. I'm sure Divock Origi wants to go and play every week, but you can't have, like, Hudson-Odoi sitting on the bench. Like you just said, Scott, Zayek sometimes. Now Werner's on the bench. Giroud. They're all big characters, big names that like want a play. Do you know what I mean? And could go to top clubs in, in Europe and probably start every week. Hudson and always want to buy Bayern Munich. You need even Fergie used to do that. Like there was the only time I can remember Fergie had a clut like that that ever happened for him was Rooney, Tevez, Ronaldo, Berbatov. He had those four, all four of those could have played at anyone in the world at the time. Incredible. But apart from that, they always had Solskjaer didn't play a lot, came off the bench, scored late goals. You know what I mean? Chicharito, come on, score off the goals. I'm just using forwards as an example. There's probably other positions. John O'Shea at the back. You know what I mean? Like, you need guys like that. That's how you win. I think that's how you go and win titles. I don't think it's with big names, big players all the time. Yeah, guys that know they're not the number one superstar, but they'll still help the team out yeah. in different ways. but. Just the character to come in and be like, nah, I'm doing this for the, you know, I'm doing this for the group. Like, I, I'm pissed off. I'm not playing a lot, but I kind of get it. I'm, mm. I'm coming in. I'm going to do it. So, but then that goes to buying into the philosophy as well, doesn't it? Mm. Everyone's on the same page. Massively. So that doesn't seem to be happening at Chelsea, does it? Doesn't. It doesn't. Um, speaking of a team who, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Cannot believe I'm about to say this. The team who I'm most concerned about this season as Liverpool fan is Manchester United. Um, they've speaking about style playing philosophy they seem to have whatever you want to say about who the players are in there they seem to have picked their starting 11 and have stuck with it and are not changing it a lot and it's bearing fruits a little bit and Sochar sticking with the shape and he's kind of making the same subs in a lot of games um, and They've, they, they've looked good. They're starting to show signs of consistency. I don't know if I'm falling into this trap with Solskjaer's Man United of, like, they're going to just fall off the cliff again. But I don't know. Personally, I think they look like they look like they know what they're doing the most since Solskjaer's been there. I don't know what you guys think, but I'm a little bit worried. I would agree. I think they've, they've turned some form of corner, but the one thing that will cost United and is that they always go through good phases and bad phases. And I don't know why that is. Mm. But like at some point, they're going to drop points off like for a run of games, which, which will cost them, I think, throughout the year. But they, they do look way better. And they'll, they'll definitely get like... I think they'll definitely probably finish in the top three going on them right now. But um, I think they might just drop points that that they wouldn't have dropped under like Sir Alex and stuff like that. I still think they're missing something. Mm. But they are way better, by the way. Scott, Matthew? I like what's happening at United. I think he's managed a couple of problems in Van de Beek and uh, Pogba as well. They had a couple of issues with their agents. Like Van de Beek came out saying, I, I came here to start at Man United. Why am I not starting? 
you sort of find a way to bring him into the team, play him in some Champions League games, give him game time, manage that problem. It seems like Pogba seems a bit happier now, committing himself to Man United as well. I think Solskjaer's doing quite a good job, to be fair, and get them all on board. It seems like he's got a team all playing for each other, which is a long, goes a long way in winning a season. They've, they've got, Matthew, they've, they're playing to the strengths of their players, I think now. I think they're now straight playing to the strengths of their players. Yeah, I think the, the, the whole, like, them sitting back, the lethal on the counter-attack, eh? the, yeah. this Man United is exactly, you mind before, you know when we went back and played those final games during COVID times to finish the season? Yeah. Look, do you mind when, uh, do you mind how good United were in that period? Yeah, Greenwood yeah. and Rashford were on fire. Like, going forward, they were just like, it was so, it was just so, everything was so natural. They kind of, I think the reason they're doing so well, they kind of got a little bit of that back. Um, still think they need a right back and a left back. Oh. Why does I don't know why Luke Shaw plays over Tellers, by the way. Yeah, I don't get that either. But they play them both in the same game. I, I don't get that. I don't get. I don't get that either. Yeah, he played Luke Shaw left. He put, he put him like left wing back in front of him. Mental. I don't understand the whole Taylor's, uh, Luke Shaw over Taylor's. They, I still think they're a good few players away from winning a league title, but I think I agree with Greg. I think I won't be surprised in the next three games. I'm not too sure the fixtures are, but if they go and drop points somewhere and they don't play very well, or like I think I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. However, they've got Wolves and Liverpool. Yeah, Wolves and Liverpool. Wolves, Aston Villa, and then they play Liverpool. That's their next three fixtures. Wolves, Aston Villa, Liverpool. That's a big run. Yeah, so I, I just think, I just think it suits them that now they, they actually, they were almost doing so bad that they turned into an underdog, and now they are, they won't get criticised as much for sitting in and hitting teams in the counter attack, which is they're good at. So I think them coming the underdog has actually helped them a lot. I think you just. I think one big thing that's that's I've noticed when we talk about style of play is they are soaking up pressure and hitting teams on teams on the counter attack. And when you have Harry Maguire and Lindelof at the back, Lindelof's a bit better than Harry Maguire at it. But they're not good at playing high and getting turned. They can't get back in. Maguire was how how much was, how often was Maguire getting rinsed yeah. right on Twitter and that for like getting turned and getting done for pace. But when you just sit five. Doesn't have to be five to eight, ten yards, a little deeper, so a couple little bit of pressure. Harry Maguire's whipped the ball into the box, he's fucking nodding it away. Like yeah. if he's in and around the box and having to defend, that's his strength. And I think they've started to do that. And this is my concern for people that want to go and be coaches or are coaches right now, like trying to be modern day football coaches, is I think they all think that every team I have and whatever I want to do, we have to open up and play. Yeah open up and play and it's like well yeah you can you can play and be attacking in so many different ways I mean you know we speak about Leeds play differently to Man United and Man United play differently to Villa and Villa play differently to West Brom there's so many different ways to play and at the end of the day you have to play to the strength of the players that you have and the strength of Man United's back four is not to play high and get caught in behind it's to sit a little deeper and the players that they have, Bruno Fernandes and Rafford and Marshall and Greenwood, are amazing on the counter attack, and it's working for them. I yeah. think they 
I remember remember a few weeks ago we were talking about if Kane or Song get injured for Tottenham. Yeah. I think United would fall into the exact same in terms of like if for say for say for example Fernandez mm. got had tested positive for COVID today and missed Wolves Villa Liverpool. Yeah. I think they would lit, I think they would they maybe they'd maybe beat Wolves. I think they'd even maybe struggle a little bit against the way that Villa are playing right now. Mm. And I think Liverpool would probably beat them. I think he's so important to their team that if something happens to him this year, like if he, if he misses a run of four, five, six games, I think they'll drop drop off a bit. I think well, he's so good that they, that, that would cost them. We've, 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 uh, God, we've been praising Man United only gone to social the last three episodes. It's, it's devastating. <laughs> Our break breaks my heart. James, James is going to be loving this and Cali, Tom Simmons and Craig Black are going to be absolutely loving this. Bastards, man. And, um, Bruno, since Bruno Fernandes has made his debut, so if you take every game from them to now, Man United are second in the league on 58 points, and I think that's one point or two points behind Liverpool. So since he's come in, that's where they're at. And I agree, if he gets injured, they're in a bit of trouble like Spurs are with uh, with Kane and Son. Um, I don't know to finish. I think Ollie might be at the wheel. Ollie, Ollie might be. Ollie might have sobered up, and he might have the bus back. On easy. It's only it's only Christmas. Easy, mate. They're currently if they're they win, title contenders, like Matthew. If they win their game in hand, they're two points off the top. You can't say like Liverpool are miles better than Man United. The facts are there. If they win their two points off Liverpool and they play them in three games, they if let's say it stays the same, they beat Liverpool. They're in top of the league. All right, I'll give it to you. So I mean, I hate to say it. It pains me to say it, but listen. We might be Liverpool fans and Rangers, but we're honest on this podcast, okay? We'll give it. We'll give credit I, where credit's due. I, I'm a biased Rangers fan, apparently. <laughs> you are, mate. You are. Nice. Um, does anyone got anything else you want to say about United before before we move on to a couple of other teams? Nah, next topic, mate. Uh, I agreed, Greg. Um, the next team I wanted to to, to quickly talk about. Um, we don't need to go into too much depth for them because I think they really need some players. as Everton. Everton are, are they still currently second? No, they're third, but they're tied second. Everton are currently third on 29 points. Four points off the top. Incredible for Everton. Um, no Dinier, no Hamez, but they, they, they've got a couple of results in the last few games. Their style of play went a lot through Dinier and Hamez, but they're coping. They're coping. They're up there. Incredible. The only thing is, they've got, Alan Rodriguez didn't have to come back as well. So yeah. we all we all said from the start, if they had injury problems, they might struggle. Fair play to them, they haven't. Um, I tried oh. after the injuries. And, sorry, I'm a lagging out. Yeah, no, you're actually, you're, you're on the lag, bro. Yeah. Um, he tried to play a three at the back. He recognised it didn't work. He went back to a four. Um, and... It seems to have worked. The core has been class for them. Um, it pains me to say he's been strangely good. Although God knows, God knows how he's a professional. What's that? Lost you again there, mate. Sounding like RTD2. <laughs> it's because my console laptop. I've got to put it on charge. Someone else go. I'll wait. I'll give it a few more charges. I don't even know what we. I don't even know what you've been talking about. I, I know. know I know. Were... I understood you, Matthew. I, know <laughs> I don't know what you were saying, mate. You should be in Star Wars. Um, now look, they... I was talking shit anyway. 
Now listen, <laughs> they've um, they've they've coped they've coped with their injuries so far. Um, they're they're doing all right. They're they're being dangerous. They're winning. Ancelotti, Italian manager, he'll know how to win games tight. He'll know how to be a little more defensive and and win games one 0 He's got a decent striker in Calvert Lewin up there. Um, that's banging in the goals. Again, you talk about style of play. They bought players to play the way he wanted. De Cure, Alan, James. Um, I, I mean, if I'm if you're an Everton fan, well, Big Davy, mate, you'll be you'll be absolutely buzzing. You got Carlo Ancelotti. You're sitting, what did I say, four points off the top at Christmas time. I mean, that's amazing for Everton. Yeah, I think that I think awesome. they're happy to be fair. I think I, I think Davy is. You might be able to hear him in the background. He's shouting something. Uh, but yeah, like I think they will be buzzing with that. To be fair, um, exactly as we were saying. To be fair, we called them out a while ago, saying like with their injuries, they're going to fall away, and they they haven't really. To be fair, no. Um, that might help in the fact that a lot of other teams are dropping pretty shitty points too. Um, but that's just the way this year's going. But don't it like that they they might even scrape a wee top four if they can keep it going. I think they will have. I think most of their fans would definitely settle for a top six. Oh yeah, but uh, like we said a few weeks back, but you never know. They might scrape a wee top four. As the you style of play definitely has changed when they lost Dinier yeah. and Hamas. Changed massively. Yeah. But you've got a good enough manager behind you to change that. Exactly, exactly, mate. Like you have, you have, Unfortunately, you have to adapt, especially when you get when you get injuries. Another team that are going to adapt are going to be Southampton with the injuries they've got. They're going to not be as expansive and not be as open. You have to do that. You yeah. change your st- you change your style of play. When you have to, unless you're Marcelo Bielsa, who just fucking keeps at it. But fair play to him. It works, it works. Spe- speaking, of, speaking of style of play and, and rotation and all that, um, Pep, Pep Guardiola, Man City, they're winning, they're winning games. They're, they're obviously still in the title race. If they win the game in hand, they'll go three points off the top. They've had the COVID outbreak. Um, does, does Pep need to change his style of play a little bit or, or do you guys think he has changed his style of play? Like, do you see them playing different or, yeah? What, what I think, think he's, he's changed his personnel in a couple of games and that's changed his style. He's mm. on those two defensive mids and they've looked so less just shy going forwards. So mm. less fluid, so unquick going forward. That was fucking terrible. <laughs> you know what I was trying is, to say? Is, is unquick alone? <laughs> unquick is, mate. Fuck me. Okay. <laughs> right, is that a word? Nah. Slow. Slow's a word. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, go back to that. He's gone with two defensive mids and it's totally changed the pace of their football. Better? Yeah. Yeah, the fluidity going forward has totally dropped since he went with two defensive mids. Did you not see him? Did you, did you boys see him play back three against Newcastle? I thought it was quite interesting. Mm. No, they, he played up... He played, sorry, he played a back three and he literally played like Sterling and Bernardo Silva as one back. Do you think that was because Newcastle were sitting with one? I was about to say, as soon as I seen the Newcastle formation, that game Ten men the ball. not getting put on the telly. There's no point in them having defenders, was there? Spe- speaking of that, Matthew, right? Talk about styles of play. By the way, shout out David Beckham and Hay Club. Great whiskey. Um, I think he watches the podcast, mate. Yeah, yeah he, he will one day. Um, he, um, do, you think he, do you think he changes his shape and his formation and, and all that, which comes into South Play, Matthew, do you think he almost sometimes changes it too much? Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> like. Is he going Bernardo Silva one week, Mares one week? Like, I'm like, you have no idea. Like, 
I, I still think that he needs to find his 11 and stick with it as well. So going back to our point, like, I think he does. I think he's rotating it too much. Sterling is a nine. He's like, nah, next game for Antoine. You don't know what fucking City's midfield's going to be. Yeah, I yeah. think City play their best football when they play Foden in there as well. They're way much more dangerous going forward when they play Foden in there. Do you like. Opposed to a good Nagana. Greg, we've just basically. Um, Kind of had a had a go at Lampard a little bit for rotating and having all these big names. Pep's in the same boat, obviously. Bit big bigger manager, been around for longer, bit bigger name himself, but he does the same. I mean, we all do we all do our fantasy. I, I don't even go anywhere near Man City players, so I don't know who's in the play. Pep's always done that though, even when he went, even when he's successful, he's not doing that all the time, no. I don't. I so he always kept that like this same eleven yeah. most of the time, and and hey, I could name you a starting eleven they had that season. He was class. Change that much. Go on then. Yeah. Surely. Sorry, Matthew, what were you going to say? I'm saying the Scott wants me to name it. Yeah, go on. Why did Judge want me to do it? If you're. Right, so you right, watch this. He went. Joe Hart. What? Joe Hart. No, he's talking uh, about Barcelona. Oh, Barcelona. Nah, oh, I was talking about City, like when they got 100 points. All uh-huh. right. Yeah, he's still going to take that. Did he not? What? You rotated a lot, no? Did he? You tell us, mate. You're naming the starting 11 here. Let's go. You're on the spot. Edison. Company. Laporte. Walker. They played left back for him. No way has Laporte ever had a run of games. Zinchenko. Right, okay. I think Zinchenko's played a lot of left back. He always had Fernandino holding in field, mate. He was a machine. The Bruyne Silva... Aguero, Sterling. Was it Mares? No, nah, it was Mares and Sani. Yeah, oh, Sterling, Sa- it was Sterling, Sani, Aguero. I, I don't think that. I don't think he rotated it that much. No, nah, that probably stayed relatively like solid for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, he had a fully fit Aguero for a long part of that season, though. Didn't yeah. He? Surely, as well, though, just to go back to the actual discussion, was the fact that Pep's a big, a big ego in himself. So I think if like. If Pep comes to like a like a Jesus and says you're not playing because Aguero's playing, mm-hmm. I think Jesus takes that on the chin a wee bit more compared to like. Mm-hmm. Not that Lampard's obviously not a big name, but obviously Pep's just had more time in management, mm-hmm. and I'd say that Pep's going to get away with that more. I do think he rotates his squad maybe too much, purely just because it annoys me for trying to pick my fantasy team. But <laughs> um, I think like the City players are also probably going to, as you say, about buying into it, like what like Origi maybe does. I think the City players will be like, right, well, we need to rotate if we want to win Prem and the Champions League. So they mm-hmm. will buy into that naturally better than what maybe like Chelsea yeah. will right now. So was it, was it United, United, the Manchester derby, and that's when he played two hold midfielders? Yeah. And that totally went against Pep's philosophy of have mm-hmm. the ball, pass the ball, have all possession. He happily gave it up to United. It was an even game. Yeah, he's, he's definitely not like as confident in just... Mm doing the same thing all the time anymore, right? But, Greg, sorry, I agree with what you said there about the players will put up with it to a certain certain point. And this is kind of the main thing of everything we're talking about is they will as long as they're winning things. Yeah. As soon as they're not winning things, right? Like, it, it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Um, so, it's it's interesting. I've said this before on the podcast. He, he probably made me want to go and, and do what I did in America. Like, he was a big influence on coaching that Barca team. But, he's, I mean, people change. 
people have to evolve. He's just, uh, I don't know, I just it's, it's different on the sideline a little bit. The way he picks his team's different. He doesn't seem like he's as confident and and sticks with what he, what he knows. It's uh, it's surely, interesting. Surely you can't sit and say, with with how successful Pep's been since he's been at City. Like, let's be honest, he's won. Not that it's the biggest trophy, but he's won the League Cup ever. Like the last, this yeah. will be his fourth year in a row. He's won the FA Cup. He's won the Prem a couple of times. Fair enough, he's not won the Champions League yet. You can't surely sit and say, Bielsa's is doing great and they should stick with their style of play because they're going to finish tenth. Yeah. And Pep's been that successful, but no, now Pep needs to change his style of play. If it's been working for Pep for the last four years, fair enough, adapt. But you don't need to completely change your style of play because because you've had one. Yeah. They're not even having an off year. They're still they're like what well, you might have a written down cannon. Yeah, they're, I think they're got a game in hand. Three points off the top, I think, so they win the game in hand. Yeah, With, and they've and they've still got to go through a, a full round of fixtures, so they still got to play Liverpool, United, mm. Arsenal. They've got to play everyone again once once more. They're, watch this. We'll sit and say this. Oh, they need to change their style of play. Say it win the fucking league. I don't. Sorry, I, just to be clear, I don't think they need to change their style of play. I'm saying that I think he's gone away from his style of play. Oh, okay. like, I think he's deviated away from his style of play for for whatever reason. He's obviously a smarter man tactically than, than any of us sat here and, and is way more engrossed in football on a, on a different level than us. But, well, I guys, I don't know. <laughs> but I think he's gone away from, I think he's gone away from it. And, and of course, like you said, you have to adapt. But I, I, I think he's gone away from it. Do you think he's gone away from his style because he's not got a proper goal scorer anymore? He's not got an Aguero that's banging in goals. Mm, he's changing yeah. that. Sterling role playing him with a false nine and well he's always had Messi and then he had yeah. Lewandowski at Bayern Munich and then he had Aguero at Man City. I mean yeah. he's three of the greatest strikers. I think he's missing Sane as well. I think something's gone wrong getting rid of him. But just it exactly. just seems like he's changing too much and he's not got that core player that was scoring those goals for him. Yeah. I just it's it's interesting. But I've written down here too, what has happened to Benjamin Mendy? He's a clown. They signed him. They signed him for like fifty million, and he was like class at Monaco, and he looked really good in some games at City. And I know he's been injured a lot, but even when he's come on and played recently, I'm like, God, that is a different player than the player that they signed. How bad is Barnett as well? Yeah, almost as bad as mine. Tells you something. Um, I think for to to finish off this this combo, there's there's a the man the man that gets debated about the most, um in the style of play would be Jose Mourinho with Spurs. The last time we spoke, they hadn't played Liverpool yet. They got beat in that game. Personally, I thought that Mourinho's tactics were decent against Liverpool. I thought they sat and soaked pressure. They hit them on the break. And if those chances fall to Son or Kane rather than Bergwijn, I think they score. And I actually think they win the game. And that's just football. Sometimes you need a little bit, a little bit of luck. Um, but since then, they've kind of dropped off a little bit. And I've just started to see little things in their games where there's just little differences of the players of sitting in and, and doing all that work. There's just It's just dropped off a little bit, which is fine if you're going to lose a couple of games. But again, when you say about results, when you're not winning and you're being asked to sit in and defend and run around, it gets harder when you're not winning. Did you see Mourinho's comments last night after the game? No. He said at halftime, he told the players exactly what he wanted and he told them not to sit in. He told them, that's not what I want you to do. And he blamed the players last night after the game. He said, it wasn't me that told them to park the bus and be defensive. Whether that's Mourinho playing mind games again or whatever. But 
Interesting. I am um, Matthew. Kane what, and Son were useless. They had no chances at all last night. Matthew, what do you think of Spurs? They need to go and kill that game off. Like, if they want to try to win titles and that, they need to. Uh, they've got fortunate that other teams have dropped points though, so they've kind of slightly gotten away with it. But they like a title winning team goes and kills that off. I also think a title winning team, Man City, goes and goes to Trafford. And definitely sets up differently and goes and gets three points. Mm. Um, I think a title-winning team with Liverpool doesn't concede at Anfield, so I've got no idea like where the season's going. But um, but just on Spurs' bath, I think they need to they need to go and kill that game off. And I think it's a little concerning that they just seem to go on stale again. Do you not hear? Do you not mind it start? I know we mentioned this. Do you mind it start of the season when you'd watch them and they just like sit back and just like be so passive and like. Like they weren't like on the front foot of that. They just look. They look like that again, which is so strange because it's been yeah. so like sudden. It was like the Liverpool defeat, and then another game, and then that game, and you're like, so I'm not too sure. But they need they need to go. They need they, they need to go and kill that game off. They do. Losses. Do you guys? This is like a bit of a random question. Probably the whiskey. But do you think like losses these days feel so much bigger than they did like ten years ago? Like. That Liverpool loss like felt so big at a point in the season where like yeah it's a big loss it's a defeat it's a bit of a blow but you pick you get back up you get back on with it you're you're only at Christmas time I feel like losses feel so much bigger these days I don't know or am, am I just maybe I'm just older and I realise it more I don't know I think that's only because of the way the last two seasons have gone mm. or three seasons but it's going to go back to yeah normal it's going to go back it to normal. Gone. It has gone back to normal. I mean, COVID's yeah. not helped it, but it has gone back. Not, yeah. not normal, but it's gone back to mental, but team's not dicking everyone. I um, I asked my my mate, my good mate, Callie, Rob, who, who's a big Spurs fan, and I told him we we're going to do this and talk about style of play. And I was like, what's your honest honest thoughts on Mourinho? Um, and he was like, look, it's for him personally, it's, it's short term. Um, it's to try and come in and win a trophy because Spurs haven't done that for so long. Um, He's, he, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to, maybe I'm taking words out of his mouth, but I don't think he's buzzing with it. I think he gets it, and I think he's understands where Spurs are at, Mourinho. But he basically said that, what you said, Matthew, he thinks Spurs can do a lot more to influence the game. He thinks they, he thinks they have the players to step up and be a little bit more on the front foot, which I agree with them. He, he just says that, they're always, he said, what, sorry, what did he say? I'm going to get this, um, I'm going to get this up. He said that he, he makes the, he almost sets up and is more worried about what the other team are going to do than what his team are going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like, like he said against Wolves last night, he's like, we're worrying about like Trory and Semedo and Sice. And he's like, okay, like Trory can be a handful, Semedo's decent, but he's like, surely, surely you fancy your chances of just stepping up and being like, fancy taking you on 1v1 there. You know what I mean? Do you know? Do you know what I thought was really strange? Uh, I don't know if Spurs fans would agree. Why did they go and play a back three? Yeah, they've been playing a back four the whole time. They've been playing a four-three-three the whole time or four-two-three-one. I thought it was strange they went and played a back three with Ben Davies in the back three, um, with Sanchez and Dyer when Alderweireld's been playing the whole time as well. Docky has not played much. Last night, or was that think that was tactical? Was that was that because of injuries last night, or was that not tactical? I think he, I think to be I think he's looking ahead at fixtures. Yeah, and I think Mourinho will be like, 
right, I can get away with playing a back three against Wolves because then I've got full Ber- four fit. I don't even know who they've got this weekend because then, oh, they've got Fulham. They got Fulham and Leeds, I think, the next two games. Yeah, but I, but I think he's generally, to go on Josh's point, I watched the game and I generally think he played a back three to try and nullify Troy because he went and played a left winger. So he played two left backs at left wing back and left back. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you're looking at that and it's like yeah. that's a really defensive move. Like Adama yeah. Troy hasn't scored a goal in twenty one games. He hasn't scored a goal in twenty one games. I'm of course he can be dangerous and he's powerful, but I agree with Rob and, and I and I look at that Spurs team, like and I know Mourinho's not an uh, essential open up and play type manager, right? Which we we've been talking about. He has his own way of doing it. So I get it, and that's how he coaches. But have, also, like looking ahead to fixtures and that, there's part of me that looks around and is like, "Your top level pros, like we're 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 Spurs are better than Wolves. That Wolves team right there right now don't have a lot of goals in them. They're there for the taking. Mm-hmm. Spurs scored after 30 seconds, and Scott, what did you send to me last night? They didn't have a shot. They didn't have anything after the 21st minute. It was it was the exact same with Crystal Palace as well. They were yeah. They were well in control of the game, and then all of a sudden, just slowly but surely, they kept deeper and deeper and deeper. There must be something in their training that, or what they're getting drilled into them, that causes that. Because I will say, I will say, when Rob listens, it must be hard to watch Rob. Go get yourself a swirl. It's on me. I'll send you. Ah, <laughs> hmm. uh, you'll definitely fucking. <laughs> I thought I thought they needed legs in midfield as well. Like hmm. I'm a huge fan of wings, but I think. Suzuko came on, so he must have been somewhat fit. Play Suzuko with Hoiberg away at Wolves. Like, I think he needed to play Suzuko instead of so Wolves. have got a bit of pace in that midfield as well. They got some dangerous midfield. Matinho Neves absolute bossed that midfield. Yeah. That game was it was they got a point because they bossed the midfield. And but Wolves should have got I think, more. Out I that think game. I think you go play, you go and play Suzuko in that. Yeah. Instead of Winks. Yeah, um, I would see Mourinho as a one game. That time guy, he's not thinking, oh, we've got like Fulham next Saturday. I want a fully fit squad. Surely he's not that type of guy, is he? There's, I'd, but there's thinking one game at a time for me is fine. But to use the example last night, to and by the way, we're speculating. We don't know if he was yeah. like genuinely worried about Troy, but it looked like it. But to, to be that worried about another player that, again, I said, repeat, has not scored a goal in 21 games, especially when you've got Son and Kane on the pitch. You know what I mean? Like, and you've got a decent back five, whatever they were playing last night. You've got, you've got keepers, world-class keeper, World Cup winning keeper. You've got good centre-backs there. Like, I'm fancying, if I'm Mourinho, I'm fancying them against him anyway. And I'm, and, and I'm like, I'm not worried about that. You know what I mean? Like, you have to go, yeah. I get it. There's, some, there's certain games you have to go worry about players and trying to bluff on them. I just don't think last night against Wolves was one of those games, personally. Yeah, I would agree. And by the way, especially the way that Wolves have been this year, it's like, we were saying that. You don't really know where Wolves' goals are coming from. Mm-mm. But I don't know why he's gone so defensive. Like, Wolves haven't scored that many goals this season as far as I yeah. can remember. Can, can I just say, what if... Would that conversation be different? Shambolic, mate. Repeat that. Would our would our, would our conversation be different if Tottenham got a one, if Tottenham nicked a 1-0 win away at Wolves? Not if they nicked a one 0 no. Mm, it's a result. So we we wouldn't be sitting here. They would have yeah. got three points away at Wills. Yeah, but that's all lives in butts. When you sit, would we you... not be sitting here? Would... Yeah, but they didn't though. The point is they didn't. 
when you go one nil up in the no, no I know I know for fifty seconds, if you go one nil up and then sit back for eighty nine minutes, yeah. surely in the Premier League they did the same against Palace. They scored and then they got so deep that eventually, eventually the other team were going to score. So you're telling me if they done that and they won one nil, we wouldn't be sitting here saying it's a Mourinho masterclass. No, but if we were, if we were talking about masterclass because it was against a weakened Wolves team. I would okay, honestly, yeah. Matthew, I would be, I would be saying like oh, if he did it against Liverpool or City, yeah. But he did it against a weakened Wolves side. I was, I've, I've watched games of Rob in California when Mourinho when he first came in and they did that and they won one nil and even he was like, yeah, he's like, but we just feel like we're like, he's like, I don't like that. Like I feel like we're gonna concede, like we sit on leads too early, like. I feel like we're going to concede, and I mean, well, it'll be interesting to see how they play against Leeds in the next yeah. week or two. That'll yeah. be interesting, by the way. Yeah. Surely, if you've got Son and Kane and you've got a Leeds, how open they are, you're going to counterattack like mad on them. Yeah, they might sit in against Leeds. Is Leeds it at Tottenham or is it at Ellen Road? I'll tell you now. Two seconds. Have a wee look, Greg. That's um, any anything? Um, Anything else anyone wants to kind of speak do you think that? do you think that comes from Mourinho or do you think that comes from the players on the pitch? Because Mourinho might have been talking shite last night. But he came out and said, "I told them what their role uh, was." Covering his own back. I, I I I think it's also a formation that, that didn't click or work at well, all. Per- personally, personnel that didn't work, wasn't it? Which yeah, which, I think it's down to formation a lot. Which is what we've been saying, right? Is that which is, which is Mourinho's right? fault? Sometimes, sometimes I think. I'm not. I'm not a Premier League manager. So I have no, no, no kind of like way to back this up. But I just sometimes think like they overthink it sometimes. Yeah. Like football, football is football is football is quite a simple game. And yeah, so easy to say from the outside though. No, I know it it's is. At Tottenham, it's at Tottenham, by the way, which makes it more interesting of anything. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, there's. I mean, this this debate's been going on forever in football. Um. Brian Clough had that class quote where he said if when back in the day when um okay. he used to just kind of play long and big and, and be hard to beat, he said if God had wanted us to play football in the clouds, he'd have put grass up there. Um which is a decent wee quote. So th- wow. this this debate goes on forever about style of play and, and right and wrong, and there's not really one, to be honest with you. And at the end of the day, for a team like West Brom, it's just about staying up. For a team like Leeds, they're new, they've got their style, they play. Um it's it's different for everybody about how you do things and would would we all agree that that Matthew just said there about if Tottenham got the win, would we all agree that ultimately it, it comes down to the result? Or results at the end of the season, should I say? Yeah, hundred percent. All comes down to where you finish on the table at the end of the year. I'm gonna I'll ask you guys this question. We me and Matthew had I, I kinda said at the start, but I'll ask you guys. Would you rather be a Leeds and go down, or would you rather be a West Brom and stay up? Where would rather be a Leeds and stay up? That's not an option, Scotty. <laughs> you play open expansive football, you play exciting, Scotty, but you get relegated. You might come back up the next year, you might not. Or you've got Sam Allardyce, Sam Allardyce in charge for the next three years, but you stay up every season. If I, yeah, I'm, I'd, I'd stay up I'm drinking pints of gravy, and I'm staying up every year. <laughs> Matthew? I think it'd be What's that? Are you Leeds playing the way they play but getting relegated or West Brom staying up Sam Allardyce that's the type of football you have for the next couple of years? Um, you've got you've got to go you've got to go stay up. 
interesting. I like, I like Greg's point at the start, though. If I if it was Sam Allardyce with that Leeds team and he was playing defensive as fuck, I'd be mad. Mm. But with the personnel and the players he's got, fair play to him. He's getting results with what he's got. When I was doing a little bit of uh, research for this last night, I was reading stuff about Sam Allardyce and there's a quote from him. Don't know whether it's true or not, but I hope it is. Said uh, said that if I will never get a job at the top kind of four or six clubs because my last name is not Allardyce, it's Allardyce. fucking brilliant Um, one last thing to finish off with Um, uh, just kind of off that topic but just a bit of football news is it looks like Mauricio Pochettino is going to PSG I don't know if he signed the deal yet but I get that he played there I was a little disappointed I kind of fancied him going to Dortmund like but this is what it is I think I would have rather seen him at Dortmund to be fair but I think he'll do well at PSG it's going to be interesting to see how he handles Neymar and Mbappe, the way he plays, you know what I mean? Like, talk about yeah. style, is he going to adapt it? Are they, are they going to want to work back and, and work hard? Because he, yeah. he likes to work hard off the ball. That's going to be interesting. Maybe we'll ne- Neymar will never work hard off the ball. Yeah. Neymar ain't doing shit, is he? Yeah, no. Sorry, Neymar, if you listen to this, mate. Yeah. Like, Sorry, Pat. You need translator for him, I think, as well, Josh. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he speaks a lick of the Queen's like. Um, <laughs> any, any, any other... Things you think we missed or anything else, lads, that you think uh, that you've thought of? Nah. Nah? Man City, COVID. How long is that? How many games are you going to miss? Ah, uh, could be a good two, three weeks. You're going to miss a few games. Going to miss a few games. Scotty, uh, my last question to you would be, Celtic have started to put some wins together, mate. Are you getting a bit nervous? Who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about Hibs. Not worried about Celtic. Ah. Uh, I've spoke to Conor Cleary, mate. He's up for coming on after the after the derby and having a wee chat. He might we might be different if, if Celtic get beat, but Conor, I'm chat, we're, doing quiz, we're doing a quiz, are we not? Uh, we I'm working out what to do. I'm chatting to him. I'm chatting to him about what what to do. So I got quiz. Got quiz. We'll work it out. See what the fans want. Yeah. But uh, that's it, lads. That was, that was a good chat. I think we came to the conclusion that ultimately at the end of the day, it's, it's all about the results at the end of the season. That's all that matters. As a neutral, I'd rather watch Bielsa and Leeds. But. Massively. Then, Sam, then big Sam taking a point at Anfield, yeah. man. Get fucked. Shambles. <laughs> right, lads. Cheers again. We'll get back at it probably after the, the kind of new year round the fixtures and we'll do, we'll do another one. Cheers, Gannon. Cheers, boys. Right, cheers, boys. Lads. Yeah. Cheers.